going to go to the book of Hebrews, and we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12. I will endeavor to review uh, briefly, but uh, we are teaching a series of lessons on, on Sunday morning, on the process of faith, and how faith, in most cases, in our lives, is a process, and we looked at a scripture in 1 Peter 1 and verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The end of your faith. What is the end of your faith? The end of your faith is described again in Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall what? Have them. Having them is the end of your faith. In other words, the manifestation of God's promise in your life or the personal experience of God's promise being fulfilled in your life is uh, the end of your faith. The purpose of your prayer of faith is that you actually receive, that you actually have it, right? So believe when you pray that you have received them and you shall have them. So faith is now. But hope is future. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. That is, so hope then is a future thing. You hope for something. You desire what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them. So desire and hope would both be the same thing, wouldn't it? I mean, you have a desire for something and you hope for something. So then, he says in Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is a favorable, confident expectation that things will be different in the future than they are now. Okay. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not yet seen. Well, then uh, you have evidence before you see the manifestation or the answer. So you can believe that you have received it or believe that you have it now or believe that you already have it or you've got it. Well, then uh, we looked at a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things that are what? Seen. But at the things that are not seen. So in your time of adversity or uh, your time of trial or if there's a mountain of adversity that's in front of you or hindering your forward progress or motion uh, in life and in God's purpose for your life and in the fulfillment of the promise of God for your life, well, if there's a mountain there, adversity there that wants to stop you or hinder you, <laughs> then you have to see beyond that mountain or you have to see beyond that uh, adversity uh, in other words, we believe that we receive the promise of God fulfilled in our life. So if I believe I have received, then the appropriate response would be to give God thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. But faith being a process, then we can celebrate every progress in the process. Right? So we are celebrating today the amazing progress that has been made in Pastor Vicki. And at the same time, we are believing for 100% recovery. In other words, 
full restoration in the name of Jesus, and we believe that we have received that. So we celebrate the progress, but we're seeing beyond what we see now in the way of progress, and we're seeing the end of our faith, and we see something that is eternal. In other words, while we look not at the things that are seen, we look, but he says, look not at the things which are seen, but look at the things that are not seen. So we're looking at some things that are not seen. We're looking beyond what we see, and we're looking at the unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So God's covenant and God's promises are eternal. Redemption is eternal. What Jesus has done for you and for me is eternal. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And all of those promises are eternal promises. They're not going to change. They're not going to be altered. God cannot and will not alter the things that have gone out of his lips. And he will not change or alter his covenant. Amen? So we are trusting God. In your life, you are trusting God that the promises of God are good. So in this process of faith, you have to maintain your focus, right? So we've talked about the focus of faith. Keeping your focus on the promise, keeping your focus on the end of your faith, on the answer rather than on the problem, and maintaining a spirit of faith right in the middle of the worst of circumstances. Praise God. So now we're looking at Hebrews chapter 12. We're in verse 1 in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, meaning there are many people that have gone before us in chapter 11 of Hebrews. It lists out all of these people that were characters or people in the Old Testament or in the Bible that by faith they did what they did. Over and over again it says by faith, by faith. By faith, they did this. By faith, they, by, by faith, by faith, all throughout the scripture. And then he gets in chapter 12. He says, wherefore, seeing we are encompassed with a great cloud of witnesses, meaning there are people that have gone before us into heaven, and they are this great cloud of witnesses, and they are cheering us on. We also have people in our lifetime, people that have influenced our life, people of faith, people that we have observed, and we have seen their faith, and we have seen not only their faith, but we've seen the results of their faith. In other words, they believed God, and they received the end of their faith, and so therefore, we see that God is faithful in their life, and that gives us hope that God will be faithful in our life. And so, we cannot just go by their experience alone. We have to take that word to heart that they maybe believed and they acted upon. And now we take that word into our heart and we apply that word in our lives. And we believe God and God proves himself faithful to us as well. Amen? And so thank God for those men of God, women of God, who've gone on before us and who stood the test of time and who were faithful, and they believed God in the time of testing, and they saw things change in their life, and they were great examples to us, and we could follow their faith. Are you with me? So Dad Hagen, he's gone on, but I'm following his faith. Mom Hagen, she's gone on to heaven, but we're following her faith. Pastor B.B. Hankins has gone on to heaven, but I'm following his faith. Velma Hankins, 
I'm following her faith. My mom, I'm following her faith. They've gone on to heaven. They're that part of that cloud of witnesses that have been faithful to God, believed God, subdued, subdued their enemies, overcame in life, and they won the victory, praise God, again and again. And they are great examples of faith who believed God and God showed himself faithful, and they received the end of their faith. Wherefore, seeing we are encompassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, he says, let us now. Now, lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. In other words, now you have a race to run. They ran their race. They were faithful to God. They believed God. They trusted God. God showed himself faithful, and God showed them his promise and fulfilled it in their life. Amen? And so now we have this race to run. He says, let us lay aside. They encourage us. Their faith has admonished us and encouraged us. Now, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And how do we run with patience? We have to lay aside. Lay aside weights. Lay aside things that would easily distract us. From our focus. Because if you don't maintain your focus of faith, you then are probably not going to, not probably, you're not going to reach the end of your faith. In other words, in between believing that you have received and the actual having part, the manifestation in your life, if you don't maintain your focus of faith, and you get distracted and you start looking at the problem rather than at the answer and looking at the problem rather than at the promise. So what happens? You then lose ground. And so you got to maintain a spirit of faith in the time of testing and just believe God, hallelujah, and hold fast to your confession of faith. So he says, let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. Patience there is really having to do with endurance. It has more of a, uh, a meaning of endurance if you look uh, at other translations. So we're running with endurance. Endurance is generally built by resistance. In other words, many years I jogged for exercise. That's what I did for exercise for 20-some years. And so I would do that maybe five times a week, sometimes six times. Seven, no, because that's Sunday. Sunday is a big day for me, so I'm uh, focused on, obviously, church all day. So I did that, but I built a stamina so I could run and I could jog uh, for miles, you know, and was easy. Wasn't out of breath. I did that regularly. I built a stamina, built endurance. So as a believer, spiritually, you can build endurance. And most of your endurance is built in times of testing. In other words, when the pressure's coming from the outside, you press against. 
The Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So when there's pressure, adversity, there's temptations or tests or trials or mountains or whatever uh, that would stand in your way between you and uh, the manifestation of the promise of God in your life, when that thing is in your way, you got to get out and you got to keep moving. Right? Yeah, as you know, I broke my arm a number of months ago, and so, you know, in all that process, lost the muscle in my arm, you don't use it, you lose it, right? You don't use it, you lose it, so you got to rebuild. So as a, as a Christian, you got to build your faith, and uh, you, you got to build your endurance, and when the test is on, hallelujah, you're going to endure through. Hallelujah. And when the bigger test comes, you built some endurance the last time, so now you have some endurance for this time. <laughs> Brother Hagin used to say it this way. He said, the, t- the test of life and the trials, they come to every life. Every person is going to face it. Every person is going to face adversity. Every person is going to face trials and tests in their life. When the test comes, when the trials come, What are you going to do? Well, we're going to look to God. We're going to look to the promise of God. We're going to look to faith in God. All right, what's the next verse say? So we're building endurance, looking unto Jesus. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Everybody say finisher. The author and the finisher of our faith. So God not only starts this saying, God will finish it too. Praise God. God starts your faith. He, he is where you got your faith from. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you get faith from God's Word. It comes from God, and that puts faith in your heart. So Jesus is the author and the Finisher. So where are we going to look in the time of adversity or trial or test? You're going to look to Jesus. In other words, keep your focus or set your focus on Jesus. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and what? Finisher. The finishing part is the end of your faith. He's the author and the finisher. He is the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. What he starts, he finishes. In other words, God will not leave you in the middle. God will go be with you. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So God doesn't leave you in the middle of the storm. He doesn't leave you in the middle of the test. He doesn't leave you in the middle of your uh, situation in life that you're dealing with. Thank God he's with you. He'll be with you to the end and he will cause you to receive the end of your faith. You'll get through the test, get through the trial, get to the other side. You'll get to that place of the end of your faith where the answer is manifest. The power of God is demonstrated and you're in 
enjoying God's best, and you might as well rest in God and trust in Him while the test is on because you can't always fix it anyway. So your trust is in Him. You're the believer. God's the performer. If you could fix it, you'd fix it right now, wouldn't you? But you can't, so you trust God. And God makes things happen and turns your captivity and turns things around on your behalf. And the end of your faith is manifest and the goodness of God is revealed and you're enjoying God's blessing in your life. Hallelujah. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He will finish what he started. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the suffering. He endured the pain. He endured it and he got through it. And if he can endure it, Thank God if he can endure the cross, you can look to him. He's going to help you to endure whatever you got to go through or deal with in your life. Whatever adversity you face, you can endure and you will outlast the devil. Hallelujah. I said you will outlast the devil. Glory to God, who for the joy that was set before him, he rejoiced. He had joy in his heart because he knew that there was an end to this suffering and there was an end to that, but there was a beginning. There was a new beginning. He was going to experience a resurrection, which means that he's the firstborn from the dead and anybody else that believed in him could be saved and born again as well. So he was looking beyond the cross. And you too have to look beyond the cross because your endurance in that testing time gets you to the end of your faith. And how are you going to endure? You keep your focus on the promise. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep looking to Jesus. And if you keep looking to him, <laughs> one day you'll just look around and things have changed. I said one day you'll just look around and things have changed. Circumstances have changed. Health has come to your body. The need has been supplied. Your children are saved. Your marriage is restored and life has changed. Why? Because God has turned your captivity supernaturally. You have seen the manifestation of the promise of God in your life. Why? Because God is faithful to his promise, faithful to his word. He will perform what he has promised and he will make it good in your life. Can somebody shout glory? He endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What does that mean? It's over. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. There is the end of your faith. There is the end of your pain. There is the end of your suffering. There is the end of this test. Hallelujah. There is the end of this thing. Glory to God. So you just keep your faith on in Jesus. Keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on the promise of God and keep looking to him. And while you're looking at him, you'll walk on the water like Peter, right? He walked on the water as long as he was looking to Jesus. When he lost his focus and started looking at the waves, he started sinking. But he called out to Jesus, and Jesus lifted him up, and he walked back to the boat with Jesus. 
So even though sometimes in the middle of the storm it seems like you're sinking a bit, if you'll just call out to Jesus, he'll lift you up and he'll help you to get your focus back on him. And if you'll keep your focus on him, you'll see the end of your faith and you will experience the blessing of God in your life. Verse 3, consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. So it's your mind that you're going to have to resist those thoughts, those imaginations, and cast down those imaginations and those thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and try to tell you it's not going to happen the way you see that, the way you're, the promise of God that you've been speaking, you've been believing. It's not going to happen that way. Your mind tries to reason and think and figure it out. You say, well, listen, I'm not trying to figure out how God's going to do my miracle. I just believe he's going to do it. Hallelujah. And I believe I have received it, so devil, you might as well shut up. I'm going to speak up. Up and say what God said, and while you're saying what God said, one day you look around and your scenery has changed, your circumstances have changed. Why? Because you considered Him that endured. You considered Jesus that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself. He endured the test, and He stayed with it. If Jesus got through, the reason He got through was for you. He didn't just do this to say, look what I can do. He did that for you and for me. He identified with us, and now we can identify with him. If Jesus got through, I'm going through. Hallelujah. If Jesus got through, I'm going through. In all these things, we are what? More than conquerors through him that loved us. So you will get through if you keep looking to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you.